Right, how should we get everyone's attention to start? It's Christmas! <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's a little bit warmer than last week. Uh, just to explain how the heating's working, there are two fan heaters there, and there's also a couple of panel heaters dotted around. Um, the fan heaters, just to explain, obviously uh, won't get on too well if you spill drinks on them. So don't do that, because that would be really dangerous. So keep your drinks away from the heaters. Uh, and also, obviously, they can get hot, don't cover them. Uh, don't get too close in front of them, because that could catch fire. So just be careful of the heaters. But they are there. If you are cold, you might find moving, if you're at the front rows, you might find moving back a couple of rows will warm you up. And if you're on the back rows, which nobody is, you might find coming forward would warm you up, because the heaters are in the middle. So if you are cold, don't hesitate to do that. And there are a couple of blankets going around as well. If you've not got one and you need one, there's a spare one at the back. So give us a shout and we'll get you a blanket. Like one of those fancy restaurants where you, you sit outside and they uh, bring you blankets. Well, let's start by singing our first carol and then I'm going to hand over to the dad who's going to take us through the service from there. So let's start by singing number 11, Joy to the World. And then carry on. Christmas morning. 
Okay, Evie. What do you enjoy? Um, I don't get an email. Neil. Neil. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just explain. They, they haven't actually opened the presents yet. So this is still what they're expecting. Now, is that a menial? Menial dog. Me, 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 me. It's a dog. <laughs> a special dog. It's not um, a tiny tears. That's going back too far. Mikey, what do you think you're going to get? What are you like? I'm going to get an Animal Crossing game. What was that again? An Animal Crossing game. That's, that's a game. Don't you like your games? You do. And that's a good, strong, powerful voice. So, you're home for a game. I wonder what we've got over here. Ah, oh, let's have a little look. Ah. Oh. <coughs> have we opened our present yet, Renee? No, she hasn't. Ah, oh, well, it'll be a surprise, will it? Hey, great. And a little more here. Ah, oh, great. Okay, now I don't know what you're all expecting. And um, we haven't opened one present yet. Um, in fact, I don't know if I've got any presents yet. <laughs> but maybe I have. But we will see. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, is that okay? Can you hear that? Yeah. You're absolutely right. I haven't been good enough. But. This is a great time of year. You can probably all go back and look at when you were kids and the excitement before Christmas and you're longing and waiting for this day. And I can remember going back prior to Christmas. Now, if you're young, put your fingers in your ears. As kids in our house, we used to spend the lead up to Christmas going around the house looking for all the hiding places. Yeah, never found them. I think they left them next door or up in the loft. But well, that's what we used to do. But it was the excitement. And then that Christmas morning, you know when you, you, you wake up, three o'clock, we, you know, your two brothers and your sister, we were up early hours in the morning. On Christmas, my dad said, I'll sort them. You know what he did? He took the light bulbs out. Ah, oh, you know what he forgot? Our presents were big torches. <laughs> so it just made Christmas even better. And the excitement of that Christmas morning, though, you know, you, you empty pillowcase when you go to bed and then your prezzies are in it and you, what you expected, you get. And the joy of that. I had what I wanted. I searched. I was in the place where I expected to find my expected gift. In bed, clean pajamas, out of that, waiting. And then I got what I really wanted when I dived into that sack the following morning. This morning I want us to talk about a man, a man who had waited for almost his whole life. He was in the place where he waited, patiently, searching. He's waiting for a promised gift. A man who was excited when he saw what he always wanted to see. And the man's name is, you're already ahead of me, Simeon. Simeon. The gift that he was expecting to receive had been promised to him by God. 
The promise was that before he died, he would see the Lord's Messiah. He waited. He waited. And he waited. Each day, he'd go down to the temple. Each evening, he'd return home, not receiving that gift. And then the following day, he'd go back to the temple and he would wait, expecting to see the Messiah. And if you read in Luke's Gospel, you'll find out that this man, Simeon, was now an old man. An old man. If you'd have gone to the temple and you'd have seen him and you'd have said, you know, Dad, who's that fellow over there? Somebody probably would have said, take no notice of him. You know, he's been coming here every day since my dad was a lad. Every day. And he comes. And he's waiting and he's watching. We think he's wasting his time. The poor fellow looks as if he hasn't got much time left on this earth. But you know something? He still comes. Do you know something else? He's still happy. And do you know what? He's still excited about finding that gift. And look at him. Look at the age of him. And if you ask him what he's doing, he'll tell you, and it won't be, oh, oh, oh. he'll tell you with joy in his heart and waiting for that gift, that promise. And I'm still excited about it. Meanwhile, I like that. <laughs> you always get that in these films, don't you? Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Well, this morning, meanwhile, back in Bethlehem, the Lord was preparing to deliver the promise. Hey, you see, although that old man had been waiting all his life, all his life, the preparations were being made, even before his life, the preparations were being made. And now, back in Bethlehem, and now you're going to stand and sing, and you're going to sing, number one, a little town of Bethlehem. Don't spill your drink, but you can have time to have a quick swallow <laughs> before you start singing. A little town of Bethlehem, number one on the catechisms.
you know, it's still there, the city's known, isn't it? We've actually been there. And um, we hear, obviously, a lot about it in the news. But at this time of year, we go back and think about what it was like then in those days. Now, Bethlehem, it was quite close to Jerusalem. It's about six miles away from Jerusalem. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and Jerusalem was about six miles away. Now, that will take you about two and a half hours to walk. And to give you some idea, if you were to leave here, set the road, and walk to Strawberry Fields, just on Menlo Avenue, it would take you about two and a half hours. So there's a little bit of an idea. So when you may be walking, or even on the bus, and you go past Menlo Avenue from here, you'll think, oh, that's how far it was from Bethlehem to Jerusalem. Not great to know these things, because we get an idea. Remember, there was no cars, there was no buses, no trains, you know, you had to walk. Maybe you had the donkey. On the night that Jesus was born, we know the shepherds saw that newborn baby. You can read all about it in Luke chapter 2. And in Luke 17, verse 17, when they had seen him, now this is important, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. We mentioned last week that that is witness. They worshipped, they bowed down in front of the little baby, and then they went and witnessed. They took the good news. Now, some of these shepherds, they would be quite familiar with Jerusalem. They probably maybe lived there, maybe the families lived there. The sheep that they looked after were probably the sheep that would have been sold to the people in Jerusalem going to make sacrifices. So they would have had that contact. Remember, God is at work. You know, Christmas is not just one thing that we have on the calendar. It's all part of life, not just in our day, but life going way back, and it'll still go on forward. You know, Christmas will always be celebrated, no matter who tries to stop it. The real Christmas will always be celebrated, as it has. People have banned Christmas. People have refused to celebrate the birth of the Saviour. So, eight days after his birth, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph go to Jerusalem according to the law of Moses. See, when a newborn baby boy is eight days old, the parents have to take that child to Jerusalem and take him to the temple and present him to be consecrated and for his parents to make a gift of thanks to God for that little baby. Listen to this in Luke. Chapter 2 again. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it's written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law for the Lord, law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So there's the offering that Mary and Joseph took when they took the baby to be consecrated. Let's just ask a question. Why is this important? Why is it that they took this newborn baby, this who was born probably, you know, at the back of a, a, an inn or somewhere, we don't know whether, you know, then they probably uh, went and registered, found a 
house that they could stay in for a short while and then they had to go to Jerusalem and why? Why is it important? Here's why it's important. During the days of the earthly ministry of Jesus he was faithful to the law of the old covenant because that was still in place. That didn't go till the veil in the temple was ripped from top to bottom and Jesus died on the cross. That was the start of the new covenant, the new promise. Well, he stuck to the old covenant, the proper old covenant, not the ones the Pharisees had, had, had sort of changed and made it easy for them. And part of the law was for him to be taken. It not only tells us that Jesus was completely human as well as being completely God, and that he was perfect in every way, even to his parents taking him to be consecrated. And then as he grew up, nobody could find fault with him. He was perfect man and perfect God. That's who Jesus is. But it also tells us of the godly lives that both Mary and Joseph lived. First of all, they were chosen by God to bring this little baby into the world. So that meant that they were faithful, godly people. And by doing this, even when it was hard, haven't we got enough of you know, we couldn't find a place to stay. The baby was born. Now we've had to go and pay the taxes. Now, tell you what, you could just leave it. <laughs> Things crowding, but no, no. Lesson for us there, isn't it? What they did, they did what the law said they should do. And they took the baby. We're going to sing again. Number six, away in a manger. So we'll stand and sing, away in the manger. Number six.
think Marcy's got Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 32. Is that the one? Yes. Great. Thank you, Marcy. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of goats, goats, that's great, thank you. I think, um, Adrian, have you got Luke 2 verse 12? Yeah? Yes, I have. Okay. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him have been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he could not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Thank you, Adrian. So we've been to um, Bethlehem and we've been to Jerusalem. And that's where we're going to go again in a few moments but let's just sing another carol and it's number 22 good christians all rejoice because christmas is a time of joy and we are to enjoy this time but in order to enjoy it we need to know what we're enjoying and one of the things is and this is true you know the best joy it, it comes when something's perhaps happened and that's something bad has turned into something which is even better than you thought. You know, um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, the singer. Um, uh, goes into prisons and does prison work. And he wrote to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bryn Howard. Yeah, he, he, he's a Christian singer, does concerts, goes into prisons. He produced a CD particularly for the prisons and one of the songs on it it's the best thing that ever happened to me and that's because he knows people who found themselves at the bottom ended up in prison and in there they found the joy of Christ of his death and resurrection and that for them going to jail was the best thing that ever happened to them I don't want any of you to go to jail to find that but I want you to realize that this is a time of joy but we need to look at why we could be so joyful so let's sing this song together good Christians all rejoice number 22 let's stand and sing
let's go back to Simeon in the temple. And let's just think about it for a moment. Put yourself in his place. What do you think he expected to see? He knows he's going to see the one who is the Lord, the Messiah. What do you expect if you didn't know the Christmas story? Yeah, it's just been mouth to me. And you're right, I think he probably expected a man. He probably went around the temple looking at different people, listening to the likes of the priests and listening to the, the Pharisees and the scribes. Is this the one? Looking for a man. And he saw a baby. A little tiny baby. God is at work. God is at work. These things aren't an accident. That's, I think, in the eyes of Simeon, that was the most unexpected thing he expected to see. Now, what would you do? You expect me You'd go, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure about this. Uh, maybe I need a bit more information. I need a bit more. Listen, let me just relate the thief on the cross. We don't know how much he knew about Jesus. He didn't know what was going to happen. But he trusted in him. Would you put your trust in a dying man handing next to you on a cross when you're dying? God was at work in that man's heart. Do you see that? And we've got a parallel here with, with Simeon. He saw the baby Jesus. Get this. And he knew exactly who he was. That's unbelievable. You know why it's unbelievable? Because it's God at work. The thief on the cross. That's unbelievable. Put your trust in his hand, man. He knew who Jesus was. Simeon, when he said, let me go in peace, he wasn't saying, I want to die. He wasn't saying, that's it now. <laughs> I want to die. Now, what he was saying, and this is important as well, he was saying that even if I drop dead this afternoon, I am prepared. I am prepared to meet the Lord because I've seen the Messiah. And he probably thought, but I hope I'll live another 10, 20, 30 years. <laughs> you know? So don't think he was just saying, right, I'm going to top myself out. No, he, was, he had that joy within him. He had that joy which was saying, I'm prepared. Think about that. Think about how we too can relate to that when we hear the gospel. Here's another reading, again from Luke chapter 2. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own side too. That's when to Mary. The Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon in those few moments 
those few moments of seeing that little baby he expected to see the messiah but the least expected thing would be that the messiah wasn't a grown man the messiah was a baby and he recognized him right away and in those few moments god revealed to him everything that it took his apostles a lifetime to realize get that why do i bring that point out Jesus is the promised Messiah. Jesus is the Saviour. His birth was for all nations, for both Jew and Gentile. And the glory of God dwells in him. They are all the things that the disciples took three years to assimilate and then a while to even understand. Even after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Peter struggled. This is for everybody the Gentiles. And the thing is, if you hear the gospel, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know your Bible inside out. Simeon didn't because God revealed things to him, enough to him to know who Jesus was. That's what the gospel does. So if you're thinking about, I want to put my trust in this person who died for my sins because I know I'm a sinner, but I don't really, and maybe, no maybes. If God is speaking to you by the Holy Spirit, and he convicts you of your sin, and he's moving you towards Jesus, that's all you need to know. That's all a thief on the cross needed to know. It might be, but it will take you years and years and years before you come to that point. But you don't have to know everything in order to make and take that step of faith. Jesus is the promised Messiah. Jesus is the Saviour. His birth is for all nations, for both Jew and Gentile, and it will bring glory to God because God's glory dwells in him. This song of Simeon is a tremendous song. We could spend the rest of the morning just talking about it. But we're not going to do that because you all want your Christmas dinner and hope. But these things are important. Simeon. It's more than likely that he would never hear Jesus preach. You know that? He more than likely wouldn't see Jesus crucified. More than likely wouldn't know or see that he would rise from the dead and ascend into heaven. But he knew this. He knew that through him, that is Jesus, this little baby, salvation would come and he knew this, get this, he knew that it would come at a price. He didn't know what that price would be. But he knew that whatever it was, it was going to hurt Mary. It would be like a, a sword into her heart. He didn't know that. Well, he knew that, but he didn't know how. He didn't have the opportunity to maybe, as I say, hear Jesus preach, or maybe even see him arrested, see him crucified, know that he rose again, see him on those days before he ascended into heaven. He wouldn't have been able to do all that, but he still knew who Jesus was. How? By seeing a baby in a manger, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Many people will look at that baby in the manger, they'll see it on the Christmas cards, they'll hear him spoken about. And you know, if they have a real desire to be right with God, that's enough. 
because that baby will then be seen as the one who died on a cross. The promise was that before he died he would see the Lord's Messiah. This is a great example. It was a great example to the Lord's people who were doing the same thing in Jerusalem, waiting for the Messiah. But the man who was really waiting for the Messiah was probably ridiculed. Like I said, it was that old guy in the temple. Oh, he's been around for years. He said he's going to see the Messiah. He's waiting for the Messiah. Take no notice of him. And even if you go talking to him, he'll be quite happy and he will. He'll be overjoyed. He'll be saying, this is what I'm waiting for. This is what I'm doing. These are the people who miss the Messiah and the people who should have seen him. So he's an example to the people of his day. He's an example to us, the Lord's people. Because we should be doing what they should have been doing. They should have been watching and waiting for the birth of the Messiah. We should be watching and waiting for the return of the Messiah. So there's the example for them. And they missed it. Same example for us. And it's also a warning, warning to people. To Jesus. It's a people who refuse to recognize who Jesus is. Our prayer is that many this Christmas will be able to look at the baby in the manger and see the man on the cross and then say, like Simeon, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And that's the joy of Christmas. And that joy is expanded because of the horror of the cross. It's expanded in our lives because of how hard our lives can be. You know, if you've got Jesus, you've got something that other people haven't got. And you have the joy of Christmas. Simeon wasn't the only one that day to see Jesus. Read on in Luke chapter 2, and you'll read about another old person, an old lady, her name is Anna, and Anna, and she was also looking for the Messiah, and she recognised who Jesus was when she saw that baby. Coming up to them, this is Anna, coming up to them that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redeemed of Jerusalem. And the testimony that she had, the testimony of the shepherds, where we've seen a baby who is the Messiah, her testimony was, you know that old fella who you all laughed at and you all thought he was a little bit off his head? Well, listen, he's actually seen the Messiah and so have I had. Isn't that crazy? We're going to finish with Carol. Christians are waiting. And I think, you know, we, we need to, don't we? We need to be like Simeon. I can imagine him walking around, you know, oh, oh, my back aching. Oh, these aches and pains. But you know what? I've got a big smile on my face because I'm going to see the Messiah. And then when he saw the Messiah, I bet he straightened up for a few moments and went, whoa, <laughs> maybe he skipped around. I don't know. He might have done. I can see this old guy, you know, 
know, that's probably the best I can do, where I can see him in his old age. Anyway, let's sing this final carol as we close. Um, and then we'll, uh, just, just before we do, I had another reading here, but the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. They marveled about Jesus. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is designated to cause the falling, the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken of again as we have done this morning to the thoughts of many hearts will know who Jesus is. Let's stand and sing. Christian Way, number 25. Trace we the babe who hath retrieved our loss from this poor manger to his bitter cross. Tread in his steps, assisted by his grace, 
till our imperfect state God doth replace. Then may we hope the angelic throngs among to sing, redeem the glad triumphal song. He that was born upon this joyful day around us all his glory shall display. Saved by his love, incessant we shall sing eternal praises to heaven's almighty King. Our Father, we pray that this is the feeling of our hearts this morning as we enjoy the joyful side of Christmas, as we go and meet with friends and family, as we enjoy a meal, as we sit round together, as we give our presents to each other, we enjoy opening the presents. We pray for the children and the joyous time that they can have. Ask that you will continue to bless them through what is difficult times as they grow up, that they might know you in their young days and might live to share the wonder of the cross. Now, Father, we ask that as we separate now, that you will continue to bless us as we look forward to that day when you will return, as we watch and wait. And our Father, if there's any here who doesn't know you as their Saviour, we pray that you will open their hearts and by the power of your Holy Spirit, they will come to the knowledge of who you are and accept that gift, that precious gift of Christmas, the gift that no one can give, that no one can buy, that no one can own in any other way other than by accepting it from you through the power of the life, the death, and the resurrection, and the ascension of the one who is the Messiah, the Christ. And we come to you this morning in his name, and in the name of Jesus we ask it. Amen.